After manifesting the campaign to send Andrew Wiggins to Cleveland, All-Star Wiggs is here. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach, my guy. All-Star starter announcements came out, and Warriors fans could not have been any more happier to see Andrew Wiggins the maple jordan finally after eight years after what six years of being in minnesota after being part of a what is it a train wreck in minnesota andrew wiggins finally gets the all-star nod after eight years so like man how do you feel about that he deserved it just saying that he deserved it and i noticed on social media ton of people out here saying that uh andrew wiggins is the imposter he's not the he's the odd one out he's not the all-star i'll break it to you people Suns fans you're up first chris paul and devin booker did not make the all-star team because they did not have they did not have enough votes to be an all-star starter second of all you need to understand the difference between front court and back court Devin Booker and Chris Paul are both backcourt players. Some will not be beating out Steph or Ja. I personally think I don't think Chris Paul is better than Steph. Uh, Chris Paul is not better than Steph, but I think he probably has the upper hand on Ja. Um, but you need to come out and vote if you want your player to be in the All-Star game. Like, Jesus. The, the Warriors fans came out in numbers, and they came out and voted, and Andrew Riggins got – and Andrew Wiggins got put in a small forward category. And the K-pop fans, uh, shout out K-pop stands. Exactly. It's not, it's, not my, it's not my fault that the Warriors <laughs> fan base is global. Like, it's, 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 it's hilarious how there are so many people who find something to compl- complain about in anything in the world, honestly. Yeah, how You could have changed that by fucking voting. Excuse my French. Seriously. And to... I don't understand why you want to hate on Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has this repu- I wouldn't say reputation, but he's been known t- as the guy who was drafted first overall to the Cavs and is known as the bust who didn't work out, got is overpaid and can't be a star player. When he was first traded to Minnesota from Minnesota to Golden State for D'Angelo Russell, I was questionable of the move, but as I saw him play, as I saw how he would fit better than D'Angelo Russell, I liked it. And he has grown into a all-star caliber level player, a player who tonight against the T-Wolves looked like a damn good third option, if you're asking me. He was on fire from behind the arc, and he has shined by playing it with greatest shooter of all time and probably one of the best defenders in this decade in Draymond Green. I'm tired of the Andrew Wiggins hate that he's getting because he was named an all-star starter. That is your, that is your fault that you didn't vote. 
That's all I'm saying. Andrew Wiggins is deserving of being an all-star starter. Hands down. That's my, that's the end of my rant. Okay. When the trade happened in 2020, there was, oh, like, I'd like to point there was one. people there was people saying that exactly. the Warriors lost the trade. I'd like to point one thing out about that trade is that that trade turned into Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga. That is that is a that's some like GTA five heist type level stuff right there. That's that's a robbery, honestly. I do want to point out that um that players and media also had a ranking for how the all-star players would have been selected. Andrew Wiggins was fifth in player rank and sixth in media rank. So he was still going to be an all-star no matter what. But I guess, like, just got to recognize what Andrew Wiggins has done. If you're a Warriors fan, you know what Andrew Wiggins has done on both ends of the floor. If you haven't, go watch a Warriors game if you want. Or um, it's on national – they're basically on national television, like, every other night. Like, they had one on Tuesday. They had one tonight. It's probably like they're on national television exactly. like every single exactly. night. Exactly. I, f- I feel like that's what, that there's a lot of hate because of that. Because the average NBA is who Steph Curry and Draymond Green are. They don't know who – they know. They only know Andrew Wiggins by the – The Minnesota Wiggins. Exactly. The Minnesota Wiggins, the guy who is overpaid, the guy who was traded out of Cleveland when LeBron didn't want him there and the former number one pick who didn't live up to the hype. Andrew Wiggins did not didn't live up to the hype in Minnesota is because he wasn't the type of player who would ha- who needed to be the star and needed to be the center of attention. When he's a third or fourth option on a Golden State Warriors team with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, he fits in perfectly. It's just the average NBA fan doesn't understand how big of an impact Andrew Wiggins has made on this Warriors team. Yeah, at times he's been their second best player or even their best player um, certain games. Like, you can count on Wiggins to be consistent, and he has been consistent throughout this whole season. We've seen the numbers. We've seen how he performs on defense. Like, this is his career year. I think it's like 49% from the field, 42% from three. Obviously, the free throw percentage needs work, but – the stats are there, like the box score analytic people who are there watching. The numbers are there. And although it's not flashy, it's not like, you know, like you're 25 points a game. It's efficient. And that's what it's all about. It's efficiency and consistency. That's all you can ask for. And the whole uh, Steph and Dre stuff, like the fact that they turn wigs into an all-star, do you think that helps the legacy more? I'd say so. I think I think it makes Steph Curry's legacy even better and i think it makes draymond green's legacy even better that steph curry helped andrew wiggins who was a player who wasn't considered a star etc all that bs to become an all-star caliber level player on a championship caliber team i find that amazing and it just adds to steph curry's legacy yeah, I mean, that's it's all about is legacy. And um, obviously, Steph and Dre are just building upon that legacy they've already made um, when they started in this league. So it's just great to see what they have done for Wiggins have helped elevate what he's become now. So exactly. exactly. Yeah. And then if we go to the Dallas game, um, we'll start off with the whole recap that we're here for. Um, 
Dallas, um, it felt crisp that whole game. It felt like the Warriors of the first two months of the season where passes were crisp. Um, the set plays were fluid. There was no stagnant moments. The defense was stellar. Um, obviously, Luca had his moments. But this is a Dallas team that was 11 out of 13, I think, wins coming into Chase Center on that night. And they just absolutely destroyed them. Um, obviously, Steph didn't have the greatest shooting. But the fact that his playmaking, he was making plays when needed. When he was doubled, he passed it to the right guy. That's what it's needed all about is just can your other guys step up? And that happened tonight. Um, JP made great plays. Clay is starting to come into his own a little bit. Um, that's just all it's about. And that's what's great about this Warriors. But it's also sometimes a little bit of the, the downfall is that when you depend on others, you can depend on them too much. Um, so that's a great win for the, for the Warriors. And they contain Kristaps Porzingis, who's like, who's the unicorn, right? So I mean, he went like, I'm not going to hate on Porzingis, but. He's been he, he hasn't been living up to the hype, I would say. That's true. The trade he hasn't he hasn't been living up to the player that Dallas expected to get when they traded for him. Yeah, I agree That's with all that. I gotta say. And I mean he is that same guy who back in Serbia fights the Serbian mob. Is he from Serbia? I'm pretty sure he's from Serbia. Pretty I actually don't know. <laughs> I'll just, I think you I'll may be thinking of Jokic. That. I don't know. That's probably Nikola Jokic, but he's from some European country. Yeah. Uh, Latvia. It's Latvia, I think. I think it's Latvia. Latvia? All right, bet. Put that in the, put that in the memory now. <laughs> uh, one thing that stood out to me, Jonathan Kaminga. He's a monster. He's a monster. is on another level, and he'll be another reason why the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves made a huge mistake making that trade. Especially... See, the thing about that, especially if the Warriors win a championship with Andrew Wiggins and if Jonathan Kaminga becomes a star in this league and the Timberwolves have no success at all with D'Angelo Russell. That'd be interesting. Be interesting conversation. That'd be a That trade is going to go down in the hit. I seriously still think right now it's probably... It's in the Warriors' favor for sure, without a doubt. Is. Yeah, the no draft cap. pick, the draft pick already gave them the W in that trade. Obviously, it worked out with the both ends with Minnesota wanting a point guard and the Warriors needing a a talented wing. It did work out for both of them, but they're taking different paths right now. So we just got to wait and see how the end game looks for both of them. When it comes to Jonathan Kaminga, man, the dude's a monster. The potential is insane. The athleticism is unreal. The next step for him is that consistent shooting. He went four for four from three, um, but I think um, I think the the shooting coach I forget his name. Um, they did like some analytic stuff where he like changed like the angle of like how his elbow was shooting. So like the fact that he if he can become a consistent shooter. Um, it opens up a lot of things, a lot of options for Steve Kerr. And I'm just excited to see what Jonathan Kaminga can bring to the table now. And it really does stream yeah. on out. He really does look like Giannis coming down the just running down the court. It's just it's, it's like a steam train just rolling down the court. I mean, Giannis doesn't have a consistent three-point shot, which I think 
if Jonathan Kaminga can develop, he'll have the advantage of he'll have the advantage on Giannis in that category. Um, but he just he just seemed with his athleticism, he seems like he's a Draymond type of player who can guard all one through five in the lineup. Um, and I, like I've said before, he just needs to get some consistent minutes because I seriously think he can help the Warriors out down the stretch, especially with Draymond out. Um, He's proved it too. Jonathan Kaminga, he has that, he has the it factor. He has it. He's got the it factor, baby. That's all you need. That's all you need. And then moving forward to the Timberwolves game, um, obviously this was the announcement of the all-star starters and all that. We already talked about that earlier. But this was honestly Steph's most efficient game in like a long in like a while. Um just best game at, he's played in Yeah. Or best game he's just shot the ball in a long time. It seems like Yeah, yeah. I mean, it felt great too. Like, um, Steph didn't look like he was hesitating, which was like one of the things that I've noticed in the past couple of months is that he double pumps it, which is weird, but now he just let it lets it fly. I just want to say this: the Splash Bros are back. I mean, it was like a sore sight to see, like Clay and Steph both hitting five plus threes. That was like the last time was in 2019. So, um. That just shows the greatness of the Splash Bros. Exactly. And that – No cap. Yeah, like the efficient game from Steph, I guess there's not really nothing to worry about. Obviously, players go through, like, what, shooting slumps. Even the greatest players don't always have the greatest couple stretches. But it's it's January. You can't always expect that to be great always. So, um, at least we have everyone stepping up. Contributions I mean, from everyone. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Yeah, Jordan Poole Jordan was Poole. on fire tonight, and I was surprised yeah. by that. I was surprised by both Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins playing well because Clay Thompson was on the floor as well. Because the narrative they're finding the been, chemistry. The narrative has been whenever Clay Thompson's on the floor, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole play, play like garbage, but not tonight. Andrew Wiggins was stroking that stuff from behind the arc. Oh, pause, but no. Pause. He was. <laughs> pause. He was. Uh, he likes that corner three. I'm going to say that. And he's pretty consistent at that. Um, and then Jordan Poole. When Jordan Poole attacks the rim. His finishing touch is unreal. Exactly. And I think when he attacks the rim, he gets to the line. He gets the easy buckets at the free throw line. And he's starting to – He's. I think he's been a little bit of inconsistent shooting the three-point ball. But it seems – some of them were falling tonight, and I think he can if he can consistently hit those, that'll help the Warriors as well. And then I think it's probably the best game that Clay's ever had. These both these games, um, yeah, twenty three tonight, and he looked like he looked like twenty nineteen Clay Thompson. I think it's because of the new minutes rotation. Cause um, that is true. That's a good point. When they when they started, um, they had Clay start the game for five minutes, let him sit to like the last half of the first half. So that's like an hour of not playing. So the fact that the Warriors team adjusted, where the past couple games, uh, Clay played the first six minutes, and then the first six minutes of the second quarter, and then in the second half, he just had three stints of like four minutes. It really helped with his rhythm, and we've seen it come to fruition with um, how he's shooting as of late. So, 
Um, obviously, it's going to take time. Uh, we all know that. So um, once the minutes restriction goes back up, well, not go up, but like not exist past all-star break, that's when we can actually see where Clay is at. Like, is he the same? Is he regressed a little bit? Or has he become even better? Like how with KD after his injury? So I don't think, um, it's, I don't think it's going to go downhill from here. I think it's only just going to get better. Yeah. I agree with that too. I agree with that too. I think obviously there'll be some growing pains of him getting back into the rhythm. Some games will just have a bad shooting night, but he's starting to get into a rhythm. Yeah, he's not forcing it. And when um, he gets hot, when he gets hot, everything goes in. Yeah. Obviously, the explosiveness. Hot, it gets yeah. hot outside. When he yeah. gets hot, it gets hot. Yeah. Um, Kenny the Jet Smith pointed this out on Inside the NBA. Um, shout out to him. But um, obviously, the explosiveness is not there for him. Um, the best thing Clay was at, great at was like that pump fake one-two jump shot. Um, because when you know Clay's a threat from three, you want to contest that every single time. So obviously, when you had that one-two uh pull up, it's not gonna be there yet. So obviously it's gonna take time, Bo. So all-star breaks a great checkpoint to see where everything's at. Um and I then, do want to uh, touch on I'd like to make a comment. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Uh Kevin Looney is a top five defensive uh big man in the league, and I think he can ser- seriously in the top 10 conversation for big men in the league. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see. So I can see an argument. I'm a Kevin Looney stand right here. Yeah. I love that man. He's proved himself. He's proved himself. He has that spin move, which is amazing. Has that a uh, Hakeem Olajuwon <laughs> spin move. But the thing I want to point out is with Kevin Looney, I love what he's been doing. The problem is with the foul trouble. Um he got like four fouls right in the, like the second quarter. And we saw Carl Anthony towns kind of go off. He had 31 points. So like, I mean, I know we've talked about this so many episodes before, but like without when Looney goes out, like what's the play? like, just go to belly. I mean, belly is not that great defensively. Uh, no, you basically lose all hope there. You have to go small. If, Looney gets in foul trouble. Um, granted, if uh, Joe Lake is willing to spend money and wants to go get another big, um, you know, they're buyout, not going to in the, in the buyout market or t- see, that's the thing with the Warriors. They knew that coming into this year. And I think fan base knew analysts knew that the Warriors lack size and they could have filled the two way spot with a big man. Instead, they fill with Joza. Edit. You fill a spot with Chris Joza at the beginning of the year. You haven't seen him play yet. But as we have seen him play, he doesn't get any minutes because the minutes he gets put in, the, he's just not the biggest contributor. It's a liability, etc. There's a bunch of problems. I, I just don't see why going into this year knowing that you lack size to put a guard in the two-way spot especially with james wiseman won't not being out for an extended period of time and only basically having kevin looney as your only center honestly that's the thing that's the reason why is james wiseman because if you fill the two-way spot with a big um that's not going to give james wiseman a ton of playing time so currently that's 
currently we are putting way too much pressure on a 19 on a 19 20 year old center who's a second year player coming back from a meniscus injury let's note that they won't be back till march that, that that's that's what the warriors front office is doing right now they're put they're they're deciding that kevin looney's playing great but we're not going to go out and get another big man because we have james wiseman a 19 a 19 year old athletic center coming back to back him up, but he's also coming off a meniscus injury. So there's no problem with that. There is a damn problem with that because he, he's been, he hasn't played now. It'll probably be, he almost hasn't played for 11 months to a year. And granted Draymond has now been out ruled out indefinitely with his back injury. So, but that's a different story. It's a different different story. story. I'm just saying that the Warriors, they need to do something about the lack of size because they're probably not going to, we all know it because down the stretch, it'll become a problem. And in a playoff series, when you're playing, uh, for example, if you're in the Western conference finals versus the Phoenix suns and you're playing against Deandre Ayton, I love Kevon Looney, but there will be some times where he gets manhandled by DeAndre Aiden because the Warriors lack size, and he'll get in foul trouble. Look at what the Suns did, though, when Aiden was out. They got Bismack Biombo. Exactly. And Bismack's playing great. <laughs> exactly. The Warriors front office just proved to me last year when the team was mediocre that the only moves they made on the tread deadline were trading guys for cash considerations and a player in Australia that they still don't even have, that they don't, I don't even know if they have the rights to. Is it just Indian Jessup or is it another no, it's, guy? It's some guy from the San Antonio Spurs where they traded oh. uh, Marquise Chris for him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah so. A lack of vertical size, I think can be concerning, um, but just getting anyone, honestly. That's true. It's just getting the dog days of January, February, March, because you don't want to put pressure on Kevon Looney and Otto Porter to be the five because they already have injury history of their own right. Um, exactly. Otto Porter with his, exactly. with his foot injury exactly. and Looney with his hip. Like, Dude, See, there's the point right there. But still, no, it, they're not going to budge, and I know it. It's because the Bob Myers will come out and say something that the Warriors are 36 and 13. We don't need to do anything. I perfectly understand we're 36 and 13, and the Warriors are the second-best team in the NBA, but there's a lack of size on this team that needs to be fixed, especially with the lack of depth behind Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney can't do all that shit all night man he needs help even if you're 36 and 13 there's always improvement exactly he's right here man this man is <laughs> preaching to the lord right there yeah like preaching to the choir yes they've won games yes they've won games without having that size but We've seen what size can do to this Warriors team. We've seen Giannis punish the Warriors. We've seen Embiid punish the Warriors. Carl Anthony Towns on two bases um, crush the Warriors. So if it's not a talented big, yes, you can probably get away with it. But just a guy who just a guy who is serviceable. And earlier in the year, I said Kevon Looney was serviceable, and he's not serviceable anymore because he's a top ten big man in the league. But I just need a serviceable big, serviceable big. And the only reason I need that is because I'm not trying to put pressure on a 20-year-old center coming back from a meniscus injury who hasn't played for almost a year. 
I, I, the Warriors front office. And you have to think about, about it too. A rookie center, a rookie center is not going to contribute to a playoff run. Exactly. I think it would it would only hinder he, it. James Wiseman. There were some times last year where James Wiseman, when he was on the floor, the Warriors were worse. And I think coming back from a year long injury and getting thrown into the fire, he may be a liability on defense. Um, and that'll be a problem. And when you guys, when you don't do anything, your competition gets better. And that's the rule of life. And that's the rule in life as well. So, I mean, Bob Myers needs to get on the phone. So I'm saying. I think this might be a hot take, but I really think the best approach with Wiseman is just to sit him out the whole season. To not screw up anything like the chemistry. Like if you want to get someone, get someone who's serviceable, like you said, but like with Wiseman, it's going to take so much time to integrate him into the Warriors offense, especially when it's coming back in March. And when you're like two months out from playoffs, I don't think you're going to integrate him that quickly. And you're going to take time for him to develop too as a rookie center. Cause it takes like normally two to three years for a big man to develop in this league. You can look at DeAndre Ayton as an example. It didn't take him until year three to be a really good center. So that's a really, I don't know. Do you, I don't know. What do you think about I, the hot take? I, I, I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. But I don't think that the Warriors would ever consider doing that, knowing that they're 36 and 13. They're the second best team in the NBA. They did this with Embiid. And they're going to make a championship run. But Embiid, what was that team's record? That's that was, true. That was the trust the process years. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Um, one, I think it could ruin his confidence and his morale with within the organization, him, his relationship with coaching and staff, et cetera. I don't know if that's the case, but and it's the NBA. Ben Simmons is sitting out because Doc Rivers said that he doesn't know if Ben Simmons can is playable anymore. And Ben Simmons is now sitting on his ass on his couch and not doing anything because his coach said some stupid remark. Okay, man. But um, well, that was so off topic. It's okay. <laughs> I, just, I, I just don't think I, I don't see that happening at all. I understand. I understand where you're coming from with that. I just don't see that happening, especially with the Warriors' unwillingness to go and get another big man. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough situation, and fans know what the dilemma is, and um, it's hard. Is you want them to make an upgrade, but they won't. <laughs> They're just unwilling to make a move. So we just got to roll with what we have. And it's great what we have so far. Like, I know I shouldn't be complaining, but like, obviously, when you're great, you look at things to improve upon. You don't want to just be stagnant, like you said earlier, or else they're going to catch up to you. So got to find ways to be better. I mean, if Draymond comes back, and looks a lot of the looks like normal Draymond and James Wiseman. You, you integrated him into some minutes and he starts to look okay. I'm perfectly fine with having Draymond and Wiseman as 
some backup bigs and maybe putting Kaminga in there as well because I think Draymond and Kaminga, like I said, can guard probably the three through five, possibly all one through five. Um, I just like a guy who's taller than six eight because that'll help. Um, especially when you go up against centers with teams in the Western Conference who have guys like DeAndre Aiden who are seven one, seven foot seven one, I think. Rudy Gobert who's seven foot one. Even though when the Warriors did play the Jazz last week, Kevin Looney was stealing Rudy Gobert's lunch money. So it's just it's a problem that needs to be fixed. But and we've said that many times in past episodes. But it seems like it's unlikely to happen, which is a little bit disappointing. But nothing we could do. Exactly. I don't have Bob Myers's phone number, so can't <laughs> give him some input at all. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I think Warriors Twitter is doing a great job for us to advocate for. Um, what Warriors fans are thinking as a whole. Exactly. Preach. I'll conclude episode number 72 of the Catching Devs podcast. Make sure you uh, check us out on the socials on Instagram at Catching Devs Pod and on Twitter at Devs Pod and on TikTok at Catching Devs Pod. And we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later. <laughs>